presentation of the Podfathers, this time with Father Mitch Pacwa of EWTN. Recently, Father Mitch toured Australia and we caught up with him at St Mary's Cathedral in Sydney on the 16th of July 2010. Father Mitch explained more about marriage and the relationship of husband and wife within the marriage covenant. He was able to clarify what the roles of the husband and wife are in this modern context. So here he is. One of the questions that people oftentimes have is that when it speaks about the husband you know, and the wife, and it speaks of the wife being subject to the husband, a lot of times uh, people think that that would be along the models of a religious being, superior, being subject to a superior. That's not quite the model. First of all, we have to take a look at the context. You see in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, that you uh, be submissive to one another in the fear of Christ. Now, it's be submissive to one another. And it doesn't, and then it starts off without repeating that, uh, that uh, verb. It's actually a, a participial form. But it says, wives, to your own husbands as to the Lord. It doesn't just say wives to your husbands. Wives to your own husbands. If it would be your husbands, it would be tois andrasen humon. But it doesn't. It's tois idios andrasen to your own husbands as distinct as some other guy. That's one of the things. And you have to keep that in mind that it's very much part of this, the same verb, but uh, and then he goes on to say that the husband is the, the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church uh, uh, and he is the, the savior of the body. Now, uh, one of the things about that is that the model for the husband is Christ who saves the church and is the, the head of the church as one who died on the cross for the sake of the church. So that I always like to say that the husband is enthroned as head of the family, but he's enthroned on a cross, not on an easy chair. And this is a very important, yeah, it's a very important point. And that, um, and as the Christ, as the church is subject to Christ, so also uh, husband uh, wives to their own to their husbands and everything. But that doesn't mean, you know, when you look at the submission of the church to Christ, it's not going to be. The, the kind of submission of just, you know, not having anything to say. It's a recognition of a, a headship. Now, the, after that, it, he says, still under the same uh, verb, be submissive to one another's, it's husbands, y'all love your own, your wives, uh, as Christ loves the church, and handed himself over for her sake. Again, the kind of love that the husband is to show is to hand himself over to the cross like Christ did. So in the daily decisions then, like are we going to go to picnic point A or go right, to picnic right. point See, B? See, this is where, especially when you're dealing with husband and wife, one of the things I like to do is say that the husbands are incapable, incapable of being the heart of a family. A wife is the center. I use that as an example. When the husband dies, the kids will still come to mom's house for the holidays and the meals will be at her home. When the wife dies first, the kids don't go to dad's house. Dad will go to the house where there's a daughter or a daughter-in-law. 
because the wife centers the family. Mm -hmm. And in this kind of relationship, there always is going to be a dialogue between the husband and wife over decisions. The husband is a fool to make all the decisions on his own. There's going to be somebody who has to finally say, okay, this is what we're doing. But to do so apart from the wife and to make the wife miserable and unlistened to is going to be hurting the heart of the family. You know, it's a pain in the very heart of the family to do that. That there has to be this back and forth and a true listening and attentiveness by the husband because the head, you know, like in a body, the head has to pay attention when there are palpitations in the heart right. as to how he's going to act. And the palpitations can be excitement or they can be the danger of a heart attack. So why do some married couples sort of latch on to this idea of a superior and a um, religious? One of the things that they're trying to do is, is bring in a model for their family that's inappropriate because it's a holy model. Religious life is a holy model to be sure, but it's not the appropriate model for what's going on in family. You're not religious. It's a different kind of vow that you have as a married couple. And you have to pay attention to the specificity of matrimony as a sacrament, which religious life is not. You know, taking vows as a religious is not a sacrament, marriage is. And so you have to pay attention to that specificity and, and notice that, you know, uh, the, the superior is superior of a whole group of adults. <laughs> and, and as a matter of fact, one married woman recently said, of course none should keep silent. It's the only way to have women live together in the same place. With one person doing most of the talking, the others listening. Otherwise they'll be bickering amongst themselves. It's, it's not easy for ladies to live in that situation. Whereas in a family, there's one woman of the house and one man of the house, and then there's the children. And this is something where somebody, if there are other women like in-laws or adult children, then somebody has to be in charge. But, uh, you know, it, it's not going to be the situation of religious life by any means. There is a, and one of the things also in marriage, I noticed just from marriage counseling, in some marriages, the husband is a financial idiot. And he shouldn't do anything with the finances because he hasn't got a clue what he's doing. And other times the wife might not be very good at this, but the husband will be very good at other things. You have to pay attention to the specific gifts each person brings into the matrimony. And it's not going to be the same set of gifts. So attentiveness to that and letting the strengths of each one come forward and complement each other along with the gifts that the children will bring because kids each have their own specific gifts that their parents don't always have. We trust you've truly enjoyed this special presentation of the Pod Fathers featuring Father Mitch Pacwa. Stay tuned for some more great sound bites coming from the Pod Fathers and Radio SOS. This program has been brought to you by Colby Communications in association with Radio SOS.net.